The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're tuned in to Heat Check with Trista Crick. On this episode of the Heat Check, I've got a special bonus episode with Kevin Ray, the voice of the Phoenix Suns, who breaks down all of the tea around the Kevin Durant trade. I was joined by BetMGM co-host Nick Ashew, and it was recorded two nights ago on BetMGM Tonight. No one knows more about the Suns than Kevin, and he breaks down the latest news from the blockbuster trade that changed the entire NBA landscape. Happy, very happy to have Kevin on, so do me a favor, Nick, and drop that generic-ass beat. Kevin starts out by kind of going in and reviewing the Suns' season to date and how much Kevin changes the landscape from now on. We then get into the details of the trade, and man, was it fascinating. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing what happens to the perspective, the outlook, uh, the, the forecasting from, you know, from all the, the odds makers to all the NBA experts and everything. Uh, a team that had kind of, floated anywhere from, you know, number one early in the season to falling all the way down to the 12th spot in the Western Conference. But you get a guy like Kevin Durant and all of a sudden things look a heck of a lot better. Kevin, uh, Ramona Shelburne reported that this was the only destination he wanted to go. He he basically told Sean Marks and Joe Sy, listen, Phoenix is my only spot. Either it's this summer or it's now. Uh, what is it that makes Phoenix so attractive to him besides just the the roads? You know, I, I think to put it simply, uh, guys, it's it's the guy who wears jersey number one, Devin Booker. Um, if if you go back to Book's rookie season, Kevin Durant, and it was funny because it kind of took a lot of us by surprise, even though we we felt those of us who covered Book from the day he stepped in, I mean, like pre-draft workouts and stuff, you just, you knew he was wired differently. And he he's always kind of been described as like an old soul. But when Kevin Durant, and and mind you, this is, you know, six plus years ago, seven years ago, when, when you've got a guy like that who says, keep an eye on this kid, um, you just, you had a feeling like game recognizes game, right? 
Um, and th those two have forged an incredible bond, you know, just kind of like voluntary workouts, you know, hoop games, wherever. And then I think it just kind of cemented itself with Team USA when, you know, Book went there, uh, basically flew there the day after they had lost in the finals and went there with no pre preconceived notions, you know, just had a tremendous season and just went and worked his tail off. Didn't see a ton of minutes in the Olympic Games, but when he did play, he was impactful. And I think that's all KD needed to see. And yeah, to your point, you know, it was the summer where he was trying to get here. And then based on everything that I had heard was that, you know, Joe and Sean had taught, had told KD, like, look, if, if this thing at any point does go sideways, <laughs> knowing the parties involved, then we, we will, you know, kind of honor your request. And so you, you tip your cap to those guys for being true to their word. I asked Kevin about how easily the Suns are going to be able to integrate KD into the lineup considering his age, his injury history, and Kevin thinks they have a lot of experience load managing CP3 and Booker already. So let's get into it. Yeah, and, and look, keep in mind, I mean, we're, we're, we're going to be under 30 games remaining, guys. You know, we, we get to the All-Star break and everybody goes like, oh, the halfway point. We, we hit the halfway point like three weeks ago. Um, and with with Kevin being sidelined now because of you because of his age, as you point out, the injury being a knee, they will certainly be mindful of it. We've seen them be especially careful with Chris this year, uh, but he has come back, and because of that extended rest and the ability to really get himself in shape, he's been playing lights out. Um, and I think the way as you kind of look at this, you know, all three of those guys, and speaking of you know book. Chris and KD, then you throw in a guy like DeAndre. So I think, you know, kind of by committee, everybody's usage rate will, will come down comparatively speaking, you know, to what like Kevin was having to do earlier in the season when Kyrie was in and out of the lineup. And I think that's what makes them potentially so scary is, and this has been the issue for the Suns the last two years is you know, Chris just ran out of gas in the postseason, and then teams were able to load up on both him and Book, and they didn't have anybody else. Now you've got you've got three rock handlers uh, on the floor, uh, which puts pressure, you know, on different spots uh, on the defense. Which I mean should open things up in the lob for DeAndre Ayton, which will make him a lot happier as well. Uh, Kevin, this team isn't exactly the deepest now. A lot of the depth has gone away. And so I'd be curious to get your thoughts on who we should look at other than the, the kind of notable stars to really contribute. And if you're seeing some some improvement from, say, guys like Josh Okoji, who just had a tremendous night the other night, like who would that be? Who would who would we look at to say, OK, they could be real contributors in the playoffs? Well, you know, the the guy who was, you know, quietly a part of the deal actually yes. comes back to Phoenix, and that's Tony Buckets. You know, that's what we called him when he was in a Suns uniform his first go-round. But T.J. Warren, you, I mean, this guy is a bucket getter, and he's not going to play big minutes, but he's going to be able to give you some pop off the bench. You mentioned Josh Okoge. I, I think especially with this particular lineup, and don't have any, you know, any kind of foreshadowing from Monty or the coaching staff yet. But I think people have already tried to forecast, OK, who's going to start at, at the four position? I, I think what they could look at, at least initially, is kind of a plug and play at that four spot 
depending on matchups. And, and Josh played well the last couple of games uh, on the end of that road trip. He's a bulldog defensively, can jump out of the gym. He's worked on his shot. I mean, it still needs improvement, but he can put pressure on a defense, you know, both into the floor in that regard. But TJ Warren, I think that when you look at the additional depth, the buyout market is something that the Suns will look at. I know that uh, Terrence Ross is already a guy that has been reported to be, you know, eyeing Phoenix and likely coming here. There's a few other names that will be out there, I think, within the next week or two that will help add to that depth. But the one thing with all the injuries, guys, that they've had is Monty Williams and his staff have had to play a lot of guys. So they, they've been able to kind of see how guys fit in certain situations. And I think that that should help them uh, as the, the stretch run comes. You think you guys pick up uh, anybody at the guard spot other than, say, a Terrence Ross, like a ball handler? I I think so. I mean, there's there's a couple of guys out there. Um, I won't say their name. I'm not sure if I can, you know, as uh, as, as a Suns guy, if I'll, <laughs> if I'll get in trouble. But uh, there, there's, a, there's a former Clippers guard that I think could potentially be bought out. There's a few other guys that I think would be a, a really nice fit with this team. And look, as you guys know, when you add the likes of a Kevin Durant, all of a sudden there are inbound calls coming to the Suns organization versus outbound calls. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Finally, Kevin gets into more detail on what exactly it was that drew KD to Phoenix. Hint. It did not have to do with the roads, unfortunately. It had to do a lot more with Monty Williams, the head coach. And more importantly, Devin Booker. Listen in. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing is, is you know, getting, getting the bodies that you're going to have in here as quickly as possible following the All-Star break and getting, you know, being able to fit Kevin in. Although, you know, Monty has coached KD twice now. Yeah. And beyond Devin Booker, KD, you know, loves Monty and... Kevin fits right in with kind of the 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 principles and philosophy of this team is it, it's just a locker room of guys who love to hoop. And so, you know, fitting in Kevin Durant's going to be pretty easy. It's really the the other pieces that will have to kind of find their way. So the sooner that they can get those guys on the floor in uniform, um, you know, and I forgot to point out too, they, they picked up a young piece in Darius Baisley. I think, it, uh, you know, it's a nice young wing athletic I'm anxious to see how he can fit in here over the last 25, 30 games. Uh, but, you, I mean, you mentioned health, and that's really been the story all season long. I mean, New Orleans, when they were healthy, looked as lethal and dangerous as anybody. And now you see a Zion Williamson setback. What will that do for them? You look at Memphis. You know, Memphis looked extremely dangerous. They're dealing with health issues. Right now, the healthiest and deepest team in the Western Conference is the Denver Nuggets. They have health issues the last couple of years. They're the healthy team now. They're they're incredibly deep, super talented. So, you know, tip your cap to what Michael Lone and that crew has done. I still think that that is the team that everybody is chasing. But if the Suns can fit those pieces in and remain healthy, I like their chances. 
Yeah, no doubt. Now, Kevin, you've been with the Suns organization for a really long time. You are very aware of what it was like in the Robert Sarver era, Sarver era, just in terms of like the basketball moves that were made. A lot of luxury tax ends up happening as the Kevin Durant uh, trade goes down. And Matt Ishbia, who was there for a cup of coffee, literally, I think his coffee was still hot when he made that deal. <laughs> if it was in a thermos, what do you like? How do you put this in a larger context in terms of the direction of where the Suns could go? Because I think a lot of people, Charles Barkley included, would say the Suns should be a pre premier free agency destination. Uh, and and now Matt Ishbia feels like he's the right steward for that job. Yeah, I mean, look, everything that I had read, seen, and heard and speaking to a few people about Matt Ishby, I mean, you, you just look at what he did with his family's company, you know, went from like a million, $2 million company to what, $6 billion. I mean, they're, they're the top mortgage broker in, uh, in the country. So this is a guy, if you look at his history, both as a, as a player through high school, you know, talking to his brother, you know, he was the day of the press conference, his brother was talking about Matt as a young man in high school was like he in his mind, he was going to make it to the NBA ends up becoming a walk on at Michigan State, you know, doesn't see a lot of minutes, but doesn't quit. And I think that speaks to his mindset. And I felt he was going to come in and swing for the fences. But I think Kevin Durant is you know, beyond, beyond the fences. Uh, I don't think anybody could have imagined in the span of, you know, roughly 12, 14 hours having been officially introduced that he would pull the trigger on this. But as the story goes, um, you know, the, the deal had been discussed, talks broken off on a couple of different occasions because Mikhail Bridges was really kind of the, the linchpin to the deal. And the, the Suns were trying their best to hold on to the Bridges and understandably so. But um, as the story goes, I guess, Matt was at dinner with, you know, family and some colleagues. And, you know, I think I think in his mind, he's like, you only have one chance, maybe one chance to, to get a player like a Kevin Durant. And I might own the team another 25 years before I have a shot at a guy like this. So you appreciate that approach. And uh, it, it certainly, certainly Stark. harkens to, uh, to good things ahead. BetMGM airs Monday through Friday, 7 to 11 Eastern. Make sure to give it a listen. You can find it in podcast forums wherever you get your podcast, and also on the Odyssey app. That's it for the bonus episode of the Heat Check. Check back Friday morning for an all-new episode, and do not forget to check out the feed for past episodes and interviews. Follow the Heat Check wherever you get your social media platform. Download, subscribe, tell your friends, every single one of them. And follow us on social at, at this Heat Check and at Trista Crick on TikTok and Twitter.